This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. I bless all of you. Again, I'm glad you're here. If you've got your Bible, turn with you to Matthew 17. Matthew 17. I am back in the saddle on faith again. Um, I, I had some stuff just rolling in me. And so, man, I, I, I really just be here every Wednesday night, but these next two Wednesday nights, there's going to be some things that I've really begun to see in the Word of God that helps us with faith in huge areas. So as you're turning to Matthew 17, the, the only way we get faith is by hearing the Word of God. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing. So if faith comes by hearing, how do I retain my faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. So i got to continue to hear the Word of God, but there's even more to it than hearing. And so we're going to highlight some of that tonight. But step number one is I've got to get into the Word of God. You've got to hear the, the Word of God on a daily basis. Again, you feed your faith and it will starve your doubts. Get into the Word, and God will get into you. So we begin here in Matthew 17, verse 24. And when they had come to Capernaum, those who received the temple tax came to Peter and said, Does your, te- does your teacher not pay the temple tax? Now, what the temple tax was, it was an annual fee they had to pay for the maintenance of the church. That's Exodus 30 is where that's all about. If you were part of the church in those days, you're going to pay the temple tax. So this is what they're asking Peter, okay? Verse 25. And Peter said, yes. And when he had come into the house, Jesus anticipated him saying, What do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth take custom or taxes from? Their sons? Or from strangers or for others. And Peter said to him, from strangers or others. So Jesus said to him, then the sons are free or the sons are exempt. Now what Jesus was getting over here is, I'm the son of God. And if it needs be, I'll still pay him too. Watch this verse here, verse 27. Nevertheless, lest we offend them, go to the sea. Cast in a hook, take the, fish that, take the fish that comes up first, and when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money, and that, take that and give it to them for me and for you. Now you say, what's that got to do with faith? Well, let's go through this just a little bit here. What we have to remember tonight is, is Peter was a fisherman by trade. That was his livelihood. That's how he had made his income. Now, we put ourselves in the story here. We're Peters. We've been fishermen all our life. And we hear Jesus say this. Now, you think about this. We've been fishermen all our lives. And so, I I begin to picture Peter looking at Jesus when he says this. and, And Peter has this thought. I've had my fingers in little fish's mouth. I've had my finger in big fish's mouth. But never one time in all the years of my fishing 
have I pulled a big fish out or a little fish out and opened its mouth and there was a coin in it? So Peter would be very similar to us and think, this makes zero sense in the natural. But the greatest feats in history are feats of faith. Where men and women, they heard the things of God and they stepped out by faith and they believed it and they acted on it. Let me just remind you of some of those great feats. How would you have been if you were with Moses when the Lord said, just just stick that rod out there to the sea and watch it split? Say what? See again, any time that we begin to obey the Word of God, even when it doesn't make sense, something happens. So now we go back to Peter And when Jesus says this, I can picture Peter just sitting there looking at Jesus, what he says. So just like me and you, sometimes when we hear the promise of God, we begin to try to reason it in our mind. It won't make sense in your mind a lot of times, most of the time. Now in this sense, Peter heard that and he said, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the sea, I'm going to bait that hook, and I'm going to throw that in there. And the first fish I catch... I'm going to take him down to the market and I'm going to sell him and I'm going to take that money and I'm going to go pay Jesus' tax and my tax with it. Sounds reasonable, doesn't it? But we got a problem here. That's not what Jesus said to do. So again, we go back and we look. What did Jesus tell him to do? He said, you throw that hook into the water And the first fish that comes up, he's going to have a coin in his mouth. And so now in this passage here, very similar to Peter, I can't allow my life experiences to dictate the Word of God. Even as crazy as this may sound, something happens when I believe the Word of God. Even though it may seem contrary to all The things that happened in my life. And so when you look at this, faith is literally talking about something beyond your experiences. Now think about old Peter that day. He throws that fish in and he reels that first one in. And you know what's going through his mind. Jesus said that first one. He can't get him to shore fast enough. And he he grabs that fish and he opens his mouth And the song with Mercy Me comes on. I can only imagine. That's not what happened. I'm just paraphrasing that for you, okay? He looks and he's thinking, oh my gosh, but listen. What would have happened if he would have never obeyed it? See, the Bible is so clear to me and you, but many times we try to put our life's experiences and our life's circumstances above what the Word of God says. See, understand here, Peter is beginning to learn to trust Jesus. It didn't happen overnight with him, okay? Remember this with Peter and these disciples. The Bible's clear that he hung out with them for over three and a half years. So when you hang out with someone for three and a half years, the longer you go, the more you start seeing their character. The more you start saying, hey, everything he tells us is happening. 
Why? Because they got to know him. They got to understand him. Now go with me to the book of John. John chapter 21. So when we look at this, faith is doing what Jesus tells me to do. Faith is doing what the Word of God tells me to do. And so again, you begin to see things in here that in the natural don't make sense. So now we're going to look at another fishing story. This time, let me tell you what's going on here a little bit. That first passage, Jesus had never died on the cross up to that point. This passage here in John 21, Jesus has died. He's rose from the grave, okay? Now, now remember, in the Bible, over and over and over and over, Jesus would tell them, he'd say, listen, fellas, I'm going to die, but in three days I'm coming back. Now, again, let's put ourselves in the position of the disciples. That, uh, that doesn't make sense to me up here. If Kevin said, now, pastor, listen to me. I'm going to die, but in three days, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I'm going to come back. I'd look and think, you've been eating too many Fruit Loops. But yet Jesus said this over and over. So right here in John 21, this is where this passage is at. Verse 1. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And in this way, he showed himself. Now, this was after his resurrection. Actually, this is the third time he showed himself to him. Verse 2. Simon Peter, one. Thomas, two, called the twin. Nathaniel would be three of Cain and Galilee. The sons of Zebedee, four and five, which is James and John. And two others of his disciples, six and seven, were together. So there's seven of them. And Simon Peter said to him, I'm going fishing. And the other six said to him, we're going with you also. We need to go fishing. Life is difficult. So they went out immediately, got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. Now, we go back again, and remember, you're talking about men whose livelihood or their occupation was fishing. This is what they did for a living So you're not dealing with a bunch of rookies here. They understood certain things about fishing. So it says right here, they fished all night and they caught nothing. Verse 4. But when the morning or dawn had now come, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Now again, part of the reason they didn't know it was Him It's dawn, and they're looking back toward the shore. But again, the other reason is, remember, he's died and he's resurrected, and that's still playing with their minds. Verse 5. Then Jesus said to them, Children, fellas, boys, have you any food? And they answered him, Nope, we hadn't caught any fish. And Jesus said to them, Cast the net to the right side of the boat, and you will find some. Now again, I can't let my life's experiences dictate whether I believe God or I don't believe God. So again, we're going to fill in some blanks right here. Jesus says, throw it in on the right side of the boat, and you'll catch some. 
So these guys are looking, and Peter's probably thinking again, who does this genius think he is? I fished all my life. I know the bait to use. I know the time of uh, uh, night to fish. I know what the farmer's almanac says. And now this guy named Jesus says, throw your net out or your lines on the right side of the boat and you'll catch some. So here's the dilemma. Do I obey what Jesus says even when it doesn't make sense in the natural? See, again, that is a definition of faith is to step out and believe the Word of God, believe what Jesus said, even though it may not make sense up here. But we keep reading. So he said, on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast, they did, they obeyed, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Now we begin to look at this. To break down faith right here, first of all, they had to hear. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. But just because I hear, that's not the end result. Actually, after I hear the word, then I must obey the word, and I must do the word. And this is what these guys begin to do. Now again, when we go back and look at this, these men had been around Jesus for over three years. They, 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 had learned to, they had to learn to trust and believe Jesus. Faith wasn't developed overnight. But again, what you begin to see is the more I hang out with Jesus and the more I listen to Jesus, the more I begin to believe Him. And so when we talk about faith, faith can grow. Faith can develop. How does faith grow and faith develop? It grows the same way that a baby would grow. You got to eat. You got to eat. And you got to keep eating. And you got to keep eating. And this is one of the keys right here. You got to start feeding on the Word of God. And so the food that faith thrives on is the Word of God. It's the Bible. I'm going to have you go back to James chapter number 1. And I want you to see here. Some thanks. So again, we begin to learn stuff from them. I highlight again, there had to be a starting point for them. If you've never trusted and believed God, you got to start. Why is that so important? The Lord said the only way to please God is through faith. That's it. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. It's Hebrews 11, 6. Over and over, you'll see faith in the New Testament. Over and over. You got to believe and you got to. So, again, you got to learn to live by faith. Every one of us in here. James chapter 1, verse 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only. So, guess what? I can hear the word and it not benefit me. Unless I actually obey it. And so when I hear the word and I obey the word, things are going to begin to happen. Things are going to begin to take place. Same chapter, verse 25. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, which he's talking about the word of God, and continues in it, 
and continues in it. So again, he's telling us faith is not a one-time ordeal. i got to continue in it, and the way I continue in it is I discipline myself. And he continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. Promise. So you know what he's told every one of us? The key to living by faith. i got to hear it, and i got to begin to obey it. And I will tell you this. Oftentimes, it goes totally against your five physical senses. But when I begin to walk by faith, actually i got the sixth sense. Faith is the sixth sense where you can begin to say, this is what God said. This is what God's Word said. Now turn one, one page to chapter 2, James 2, and look at verse 26. I, I encourage you to read James 1 and James 2. Man, you'll see how all this comes together. I can't do it for time's sake. But look at James chapter 2, verse 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Faith without obedience or corresponding actions is dead. It does us no good. So now we can go back and the boys on the fishing thing, they heard what Jesus said, but if they would have just stopped right there and said, Jesus said this and this and this, and because Jesus said it, it's just going to happen, nothing would have happened. But something happens when we get a hold of the Word of God and we say, Lord, even though this may not make sense up here, it's doing something in here. And something begins to happen. Now, you're real close there. Just go to your right. Go to 1 Peter chapter 1. Actually, the very next book in the Bible. Bible, 1 Peter chapter 1. And I'm going to start there in verse 25. It's the last verse of 1 Peter 1, and then I'm going to go right into 1 Peter 2. He says this, But the word of the Lord endures forever. You know what that tells me? It's never going to change, okay? Ever. I love the Amplified says, for, for the, the, the word of the Lord endures forever. It says, it's divine instruction. Now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. Therefore, lay aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, evil, and evil speaking. Now listen to what he says. As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. So guess what he just told us? Your faith can grow, but the only way you and my faith is going to grow is i got to get into the word. And so guess who determines that? Me and you. See, it's sad to think that a lot of times we get born again, but we never do anything with our faith. So literally, you see grown people that in their, in their spirit, man, are still like infants. But guess who said we could grow? The Lord did. And so each of us in here, we determine what we're going to feed on. And so when I feed on the Word of God, something begins to happen. Something begins to take place. And so the faith in our hearts is to be exercised regularly. 
And the only person that can limit your faith is you. You you yourself are the possessor of your faith, you're the extender of your faith, and you're the projector of your faith. How was my, my, my faith projected? Just start listening to the words out of your mouth. Romans 10, 6 says this, that we must speak the word or we must speak with faith. Faith speaks. Romans 10, 8 says uh, that, that the word of God's got to get in our mouth. We speak the word. We confess out of our mouths. Matthew 12, 24 says, out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth speaks. So let me ask you something right now. What are you projecting out of your mouth? Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Something happens when I allow my tongue to start lining up with the Word of God. Every one of us in here. Now, this is what I like to do in my own personal life. And I challenge my staff to do that. At the end of every month, I reflect back on all the good that God's done in my life the whole month. And you know what I say? I thank you, Lord Jesus. Woo, I, I thank you for being so good to me. I remind him of every blessing I can take. And so we came into the month of May yesterday. And so the Lord said in Mark eleven twenty three, 23, he said, speak to the mountain. So when I start every month, I like to project out of my mouth my expectations for the month of May. Now, I don't know if you've ever do that, but I encourage you to start doing it. And then throughout the month, you just continually project it. You continue to project it. And some people say, well, there's a lot of times I've done that, but it's not doing what I said. Well, keep speaking to the mountain. Keep calling those things that be not as though. Just keep speaking and keep speaking and keep speaking. Speak the words. But get the word in your mouth. And, and, and the, the thing about that is so beneficial. Joshua 1.9 said this. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. I, I got to speak the word. I got to meditate on it there in day and night. That means to think about it. That means to recite it. And then that verse says that you may observe to do it. That you become a doer of the word and not a hearer's only. And you know how that verse ends? Then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Something happens when I begin to speak the word. And so when you get around people and they're walking in blessings, they're walking in the greatness of God, don't get mad. It's not fair. I wish that happened to me. Well, guess what? You have the same right to feed your faith as he's talking about here in, in, in 1 Peter 2 as anybody else does. You have the same right to speak the word. You have the same right to meditate on the word. You have the same right to obey the word. But it's often he well, you don't know my circumstances. Well, you don't know mine. Again, we have this, this thought, feel sorry for me. Feel... The Lord's saying, get a hold of it. Get a hold of it by faith. One last scripture. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. Now, this is the one we're going to end on. But I'm going to pick back up here next week. And the reason I'm going to pick back up here on it next week, we're going to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. 
is I'd never noticed this until a few weeks ago, that over and over in the Bible, there's different degrees of faith. There's strong faith. There was weak faith. Remember what Jesus said to his disciples when they were on the boat and it looked bad? And he said, oh ye of little faith. So I begin to look at all those, all the definitions of faith, and I begin to see whether we want to admit it or not, we fall in one of these categories. But it blessed me to think, you know what? I may start out with zero faith, but I can keep progressing. And that's where the disciples, that's where old Peter started out. He didn't have any. See, sometimes we look at Peter and, and Paul and those guys and we think, man, they were always men of great faith. No, they weren't. They had to learn the things of God and step out and believe the word just like we do. And so again, you got to get your, your, your feet into the water. I say this on occasion. Remember when Jesus was out in the water and Peter said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come and walk on the water. And Jesus said, come on. Now, when Jesus said, come on, you, you think about something playing mind games. Peter had to think, Jesus is saying, come on. But my head saying, people don't walk on the water. There's a thing called gravity, Jesus. I don't have my floaties on. I don't have a life jacket. And all the other disciples in the boat are saying, don't do it, Pete. Don't do it. This is the statement I use a lot. I would rather be a wet water walker than a dry boat setter. You know what that means? You can sit in the boat all your life. And you sit in the boat all your life, you know what you do? You complain. You bellyache. You whine. Woe is me. But when I start getting out the water and try to walk on the water, something begins to happen. And I applaud Peter. Say, way to go, Pete. Way to go. Now watch this here. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of Thessalonians and God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We are bound or obligated to thank God always for you, brethren, as is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly. Now, Paul is writing to this to church-going church folk. It said to the church at Thessalonica, and guess what he said? He noticed about the people, and he said, boys, your faith is growing exceedingly. How did he know that? There had to be some evidence in his life. And I, I can tell you this, the years of pastoring, there's some of you that I'll begin to say, whoa, your, your faith is growing exceedingly. I begin to witness, I begin to watch and say, man, I'm telling you, God, something's happening in their life. And so when I see this right here, your faith is growing exceedingly. Listen to some of the different uh, translations. The Amplified says, your faith is growing exceedingly. The New American Standard says, it's greatly enlarged. The New International's version says, you're growing more and more. So here, we find a growing faith. Now the question comes to you. Is your faith growing? Is your faith growing? Well, Pastor, I, I don't know. Well, let me ask you this. Are you getting into the Word? You get in the Word, stuff's going to start happening. And then the way the Word comes alive, 
as I start walking on the water. And you say, well, Peter, he fell in. He went under. He did. But if you go back and read that passage, it said he did walk. He did walk for a little bit. And so the more I get out of the boat and begin to walk with Jesus, each time I do it, the farther I'll go. And I keep learning, I keep learning, I keep learning. I say, Father God, I can trust you. I can trust you. When you tell the Peters to go and open the mouth and there'll be a coin in there, I mean, we look at that and we think, not a big deal. Not a big deal. What if Jesus said to us tomorrow, now you go up to Lake Allen Henry and you bait that hook and you throw it in there in that first one. Say, what? I'm not going to do that, Lord. So again, every one of us in here, we have the opportunity Do I walk by faith? Do I live by faith? If you were to look in Luke 17, the disciples, his own disciples, you know what their prayer was? Lord, increase our faith. Do you know that's a great prayer? I say that in the morning. Lord, increase my faith today. Grace me with great faith today. Help me with my unbelief today. I don't know if you've ever prayed that. I begin to pray that. Lord, grace me with great faith today. When I hear your word, not only help me to retain it and remember, but help me to live by it, help me to obey it. And so I get to a place in my life where I have the opportunity, do I believe what the word of God said, the same dilemma, or do I not? So I'll end with this real quick. The same in the area of giving. It used to work me over in that area. I'd look and think, Lord, I, I got more month than money. I can't do that. Something began to happen when I took that step. Begin to step out, begin to step out. And so the way my faith grows is the more I step out and I keep acting, I see the fruit and the blessings of obedience to the Word of God, and then I find other areas in the Scripture, and I keep stepping out. And that's exactly what happened to Peter. Those guys begin to see everything Jesus said when I obey. When he says, open the mouth, you'll find a coin. When he said, throw it on the right side of the boat, everything he said happened. When he said, boys, I'll die and I'll be back in three days and it happened. Can you imagine? So something began to stir in those guys and they said, we did life for him for three years. And now look what's happening. Look what's happening. So again, we'll be a wet water walker. Get out of the boat, okay? Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.